celebrating five years on YouTube as your live and interactive Sharks post game show. This is Teal Town After Dark. Good evening, everyone. It is Monday night, February 10th, 2020. The Sharks looked like they had a promising uh, game early on. Not really. Midway through? Yeah, all right. And then the third? Nah, not so much. They lose this one 6-2. to two. <laughs> I know, we're understatement, right? 6-2 to, two to, the, to the Calgary Flames. Welcome to this edition of Teal Town After Dark. This is your live and interactive Sharks postgame show. Right off the get-go, ALLing at the bat. Yes! Classic, just like the Sharks did tonight. Uh, chat with us and fellow Sharks fans in our YouTube chat on the page or the app. You can follow us on the social, uh, on the on the Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, SoundCloud, Reddit, and of course, join us on the Discord following the game, uh, following the show. So, with us, a treat for you tonight: the return of Mr. Al Martinet. Al, first off, how have you been? Good to see you. What's been new with you? Yeah, back from my uh, 60 game suspension. I got the Torres uh, treatment around here, I guess. Um, <laughs> I'll uh, blame that on AJ, of course. Oh, yes, yes, sure. But I've been good. Um, really busy at work. But um, yeah, um, this has been a rough season, but I've still, still been following a lot. Um, but of course, um, things have been good. Um, yeah. Yeah, good. Good to see you. Sad to see that you're back here with the Sharks losing this one um, <laughs> as they did. Uh, let's get at it, shall we? Uh, two minutes, nine seconds, and you see Dylan taking a slash. A little shaky call. It sets up a power play, and, of course, Milan Lucic gets a power play goal. What? First off, Lucic getting a goal, let alone a power play goal. That gets the, the Flames going. Then 34 seconds later, Reader off of a bad turnover makes it 2 nothing. And then Zach Ronaldo, uh, who was in the lineup just because another player was scratched due to the flu. Oh, that's just wonderful. 3 yep. nothing. Uh, your thoughts on, on the first three goals from Calgary? And, and were they really... I, I wasn't sure if they were really... Dell's fault per se. You know, um, I more I like think about it, it really wasn't. Uh, the first two goals, I'm gonna blame most of that on Simic. He had two chances to clear the puck, um, and I think we were that was a five e five opportunity. Shark should have cleared it, yep. and Calgary just kind of controlled our zone most of the time. Um, I mean, Calgary basically controlled uh, the Sharks' zone for, through the first three periods. Uh, this was their game. Um, but we saw it last year, and we see it continually through this season. The Sharks just can't clear the puck. And I don't know if that's a, a thing on coaching, but uh, the defense has just not been there. And, and the, that's the thing throughout the season is the, 
even before with DeBoer and now with Bugner, you've seen some of these similar traits come in and it's starting to get a little annoying there. So, you know, uh, <laughs> we're getting some of the comments already. Uh, Hot Wheels 84, Flames are joining the Olympics, it seems. Yep. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit for sure. Uh, you know, uh, and a lot of people asking, why is Doug Wilson's job safe? You know, we could go on overall, but Jerry F. agreeing with you, Al. Uh, Shimmick had a bad game overall. And, yeah, it was one of those nights. And, and of course, it doesn't help that you're trying to renegotiate your deal right now. Uh, tonight's definitely not one of the bright spots on it. But at least uh, Shimmick is not uh, Kevin LeBlanc. Ouch. Just saying. Ouch. Ouch, ouch, ouch. Well, it, it get it gets better. It does get better before it got worse. Let's let's put it that way. You know, yeah. Be honest here. You know, Eric Carlson scores at twelve forty seven. Yes, the Eric Carlson. He spells his name the right way. He gets a shot on. He celebrates his sixth of the season. He's already doubled the total of his goal input from last year. So it's something, right? It's something. Um, I thought it was a good punchback but um i felt like the most disappointing the, the play that kept me kind of wondering like we've seen this time and time from eric carlson where on the defensive end um i'm talking about the third goal that in the period um he'll just stop skating and i don't know if that's just him just kind of playing the puck looking for the offensive opportunity but there have been times where he just stops skating and i don't know man i I'm a, fan, I'm a fan of his talent, but it's just not there all the time, though. And, and that's the tough part is that the uh, why why you get so many people hating on on EK65 is that he can have his flashes, but at the same time he can you know be lackadaisical. Uh, either way, six goal a season for EK65 starts a potential comeback going. For the Sharks, uh, they would be down 3-1 after one period of play. The second period, you know, things started off a little iffy there. Um, you know, minute 43 in, Lucic takes uh, another run at Mario Ferraro. Uh, or, excuse me, if, as we learned from the broadcast, Mario Ferraro. Uh, it's Mario. It's a Mario. Hockey talkie. I mean... And I think it was uh, another Twitter feed saying this is the second time he's taken a run, uh, checking from behind. Uh, Nason takes exception to that. He he gets in his face. There, I don't really don't think there were too many punches, but of course, Lucic gets to sit back and laugh because he only gets two for roughing, and freaking uh, Nason gets called for a double minor. Uh, then. Nothing comes out of that. Then Anderson takes an interference call. That leads to a power play goal for Brent Burns. Yep. Uh, his 12th of the season from Meyer and Eric Carlson. All of a sudden, and the Sharks played with some swagger in the second period here, Al. They were they were coming back within 3-2. They were dictating the puck possession and everything. What did you like from that second period? I mean, I just liked how they attacked the puck um, didn't really just circle around the blue line. Um, that's something the Sharks kind of always do. I mean, yes, the Sharks have probably the best 
top four defensive pair, offensive defense defensive pair. Uh, we know about the defensive miscues, but on the offensive end, things should be looking pretty good. Um, but attacking the net, um, causing two on one opportunities. Um, you know, I think just the four depth uh, from Calgary was just a little bit too much. Um, Thorium was a minus one or minus two. The bank was a minus two. Um, yeah, it's just the bottom six. The story of the year is just the bottom six just keeps on derailing the team. And the tough part is, is then you see what Calgary did tonight and all three forwards on their fourth line scored a goal. Uh, not exactly what you want to have, have the reversal yeah. of that. Although, although I do love having, uh, you know, Nason on this club. I think he's been a great pickup for them. Uh, from uh, Pittsburgh off the waiver wire, but you know, things looking good three to two. They're only down by one. They're coming with the chances. And then the backbreaker Jankowski, uh, his third from Lucic and Hannafin Lucic with a two point night, uh, sends it to four, two, uh, midway through the, the second still the sharks. I thought persevered with plenty of chances, uh, Kane would take a stupid elbowing call near the end of the period, <laughs> yeah. which which would which would lead down to the parade of calls in the third 14 seconds, and you get Dylan tripped up. You know, Kachuk, I think, went down fairly easy. In fact, we saw Bob Bugner going with, you know, saying he effing dived. Of course, they made him pay Deary because who comes back to score a highlight reel goal and disrespects Aaron Dell and the Sharks? Matthew Kachuk. He hurdled it. Oh, that, it was pretty. Well, I'll give that to him. That was a pretty move there. Yep. Uh, another... I, will res- I, will, I will respect a filthy goal when I see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the second power play goal that the Sharks given up on this night. Uh, then 11-12, Meyer would take a tripping call. Gaudreau with the dive there. That one was pretty obvious. Uh, Kane would take a tripping call there, a little more embellishment uh, from the Flames a little bit there. Uh, nothing would happen. Nason uh, would also then get a 10-minute misconduct, and according to what we hear from the locker room, Nason said he got a game misconduct for laughing at the referee. Okay. <laughs> are, are, are we, are we going to get that bad now that, that, we're, that you laugh at somebody that we're getting a 10-minute misconduct? Uh, this is just payback for a hand on the puck. Oh my God, let's get over it already. I mean, we've <laughs> gone through how many screwed up calls now. I mean, geez. Uh, and then at 1408, uh, Backlund would get the power play goal uh, from Manchopane and Anderson. Uh, three goals, three power play goals against tonight. The Sharks' penalty kill has given up nine yeah. in their last 10 games, remarkably. Their current 85.6% still leads the league because they have been that damn good this season. But like Georgi Velinov saying, how about those embellishments tonight? Mm, I must not have seen it. <laughs> Sorry. So, <laughs> I must not have seen it. Yeah. There were, there were some um, out there that, that were really bad. And the one that, that Bugner on um, – on Dylan, but the one I thought more than anything, the Meyer one, uh, was a little iffy there. Um, you know, it's it's uh, you know, it is what it is. A lot of a lot of calls about the the officiating, 
you know. Um, you know, I thought the Sharks were their worst enemy. I thought Kane had a bad game today. Um, he had three penalties, and yeah. I thought they were all all fair. Yeah. Um, the Sharks were three for six on a penalty kill. That's not good. That's just not good. Yeah, they were one for one on a power, on a power play, but you know that is just physically draining being on that penalty kill for close to 20 minutes. So, yeah. And, and that's the tough part is when you are three for six and virtually playing an entire period shorthanded, it's tough. Uh, getting some comments from Bugner now, every time we got momentum, we took a penalty, but the same flames are going down very easily. Not the reason we lost, but dot, dot, dot. Why does every coach do that? <laughs> I don't want to comment anymore on the refs. We didn't play hard enough and didn't execute. I thought we were engaged, but but every mistake we made went bad. And yeah, you know, and we have to throw this away and get ready for Winnipeg. Okay, thank you, Coach Belichick, on that one. But we're off to Cincinnati. Yeah, we're off to Cincinnati. We're off to Cincinnati. That's what we got. You know, we got to throw this away and get ready for Winnipeg. Uh, but I mean. There were times, Al, where this team looked engaged and they looked like they were, uh, you could feel the confidence coming back. They weren't going to be able to come back down from 3 nothing, And this was without a five-minute major, for crying out loud. Yep. So. <laughs> I mean, I thought the top six forwards were playing pretty well. Um, but like I said before, I think the bottom six, like this is the slowest I think I've seen Marlowe ever skate. Like yeah. old age has definitely caught it up to him. Um, Thorin, I think is way past his prime. Um, I mean, of course that's, the, that's the case, but like, he's not coming back from his 2016 levels when he was second team all-star, like that's just not going to happen. Um, the four death is just the main issue with this team. And I don't see the sharks being buyers, especially where they are in the playoff chase. Um, yeah. the only thing I see the sharks doing is getting draft picks, which, you know, dilly dilly, sorry, Rocket, might be the one you might uh, trade out. Yeah, and, that, and that's a tough one, uh, and you hope that they can get something for him as well. I mean, that that's that's the big key one, I, I think, in the long term. Uh, you might get some other ones that might get you some picks, but it'll be interesting to see what happens now. Uh, honestly, I was going to come into this game if we had if the Sharks had won this one. If the Sharks won this one, you know, all of a sudden you're like <laughs> – Doug Wilson's like, well, what am I supposed to do now? You know, <laughs> it's like, oh, my goodness. You know, uh, Goodrow, we know we have to play a full 16, can't lose battles. We know we have to play, but it has to start from the poke drop. Yeah, we've been saying that for over two seasons now when you're allowing goals the first five minutes. And it happened again tonight. I mean, we I mean, we got away from it for a while for for, you know, the goal call, you know, for allowing goals for in the first five minutes of, of a period or a game. Now we're starting to get back into it. Now the PK is having some issues. It's like, oh my goodness, what, what do you do? You know. Yeah, I don't think this is a, you know, a criticism on coaching. I think just the the locker room environment is just not there. Um, you know, compared to last year, you had Pavelski. Kutcher, Hurdle, and then you had additional four de- or center depth from Thorin. Right. Like, Thorin is the last center from last year. Or, yeah, 
He's the third line center last year. Yeah, and then Goodrow was probably the fourth. Good Goodrow yeah. was either centering the fourth or on the wing for the fourth line. And then like this year, he's probably been Goodrow has probably been centering the first line. Like that's how bad things have been. And that tells you how crazy the the tough season has been. You know, you you talk about yeah. either it's the development. You know, granted, you're seeing guys that have been contributing pretty nicely. Alexander True looked pretty cool. Uh, you know, uh, Latunov scored his first NHL goal. Uh, you know, even EK65 said, you know, they're bringing some spark to this club. But where was that at the beginning of the year when when PDB was looking for that in training camp? Spent a whole lot of time trying to see some guys come out for that, and it never came to fruition. Mm. So it'll be an interesting one. Uh, let's see what happens, and you're definitely going to see a lot of CUDA players get a call up, you know, down the final 25 games left. Um, I don't know. Like, I have a feeling that for Doug Wilson, I think he might just play it out, um, might just keep Dylan on the roster. Just, and I know that might not be the thing that Sharks fans want, but. I think if you're looking at Doug Wilson's position, you don't want to sell a tank job to an ownership group that's frankly never gone through that. And for that matter, they they really haven't done a full on rebuild even even after year one. My goodness, it was bad. Year year two, uh, it was always spot and fill, and. Yep. Uh, and it remains to be seen. And, and, and even DW said at uh, recent Ice Insights uh, that I remember AJ was uh, at, you know, we're not a rebuild team. Uh, you know, and, and unfortunately, I don't think in this market where it's competitive between the the clubs themselves, they won't admit that. But, you know, honestly, let's be real here. You know, you put your money up against the Warriors and their new arena. You put your money up against the Niners and, and their success now and a new stadium. Yeah. You know, you, you have other options now. Uh, they're not just duds in, in you know, not-so-shiny places. So, Yeah, I agree with you on that. I just, um, I forget who did it, but there's a video on, I think it was SB Nation on the Detroit Collapse after the last 10 years, um, you can look at the same parallels of keeping the same group, sign older guys and always keeping the same, you know, always going for the cup. But like, we know this group is just not going to do it. And everyone like, we have to be going crazy here. We're, we know this group is not going to do it. Like the defensive core is just too old. <laughs> I, Yeah. And if the right if the right move comes about, then you go for it. I wouldn't be excuse me. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, you know if uh, they uh, like Jumbo goes to be traded, maybe to like Boston, like everybody keeps talking about. You know, you go and get that trade and. Um, and then he comes back, kind of like Ricky Henderson did with the A's in the mid-90s. Uh, hmm. he, you get traded to Toronto, then he comes back the following year, or then he gets traded to somewhere else, but then he comes back. 
um, you know. I don't know. Like, um, I don't think Thorin's ever really going to be. I, I know Thorin came back to win with the Sharks. I don't think he wanted to win with any other team. And ugh, I don't know. Maybe Colorado again. I, honestly, that's a real possibility, yeah. but they are stacked like across the board, defensive alignment. And the East is probably better than the West this year. Just like last year. Oh, everybody's saying that, but at the same time, I think it's more competitive. I mean, when you when you have the likes of Detroit and Buffalo, and Ottawa in in your conference or in your division, yeah, you can pretty you can pick up uh, points here and there. So you know, uh, JF Turner mentioning bring mediocre will not sell tickets either. It's time to rebuild, in my opinion. <laughs> Um, okay. Uh, or I'm I'm sure he meant being mediocre will not sell tickets. Yeah. You know, you make deals to save his job and mortgage the future. I can't see him mortgaging the future now. I think it's now time to get whatever you can get. Um but... mortgaging the future. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> um you know, I think Dell's been great. Um I think he's been really you know, reliable. Um, but I don't, I'll say this about Jones too. Like this defensive lineman, this defensive foundation is just not there. Like whatever happened after Paul Martin left, I don't know what happened. Yeah. Like, well, there, there wasn't much defensive depth. I mean, Joachim Ryan looked promising for a moment and then, you know, you only played him three minutes and 21 seconds in the thing. <laughs> Let's be generous. <laughs> Let, let's be honest here, you know, and, and honestly, to to see what Mario Ferraro has done this season, although I think he's starting to get a little more fatigue, you know. Just saying. Yeah. I, I mean, we we kind of expected that, but hey, rock on with what you've done this season. Uh, you have no shame in what you've been doing. I would love for you to get goals tonight. And I know there was one thing I kind of gift uh, during intermission that, you know, he was pinching in, but the guys didn't support him. No one covered at the point. No one was going for the rebound. There's lots of miscommunication going on right now, and you can't have that whatsoever uh, for that going on. So, I like how Rowdy Bush put, as of right now, we don't have future with no picks. <laughs> right? We don't have a future with no picks. We need to say it three times. No! Yes, we know. In fact, in fact, let's break out the simulator. Why not, right? Let's break out the simulator. Uh, I mean, I think if you're a smart hockey fan, or at least you should probably know by now. Like the Sharks, there's only about, what, 22 games left? 25. 25. Um, the Sharks would need to have the 22 out of 25 and then win those games in regulation because they can't have any of those points being, you know, counted over. No overtime. Yeah, that's, yeah. You know you could just go to Money Pock, right? Uh, I, I was going to. Uh, Shang Peng, our good friend from uh, from another website, every shark who came out to talk tonight, Marlowe, Goodrow, Nason, Shimmick, and Bugner, Said Flames went down easy, one or more whistles. They were all clearing no. Holy Mac frustration. 
I, it wouldn't surprise me, but you know that's a tough part to uh, to swallow. Uh, yeah, stretch got outplayed. Yeah, bottom line. All right, you ready? Let, let's do the draft simulator. Sharks currently sit uh, five in the number five spot for the worst elite team uh, in the league. Detroit, L.A., Ottawa, New Jersey are behind them. We're simulating. Come on. Come on. Oh, they go down to number six. All right. We'll take that. We'll take that. DW can keep his job that way. Uh, <laughs> Ottawa would get the number six overall pick. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> well... We gave up the number six overall pick in one of the uh, deepest drafts in recent memory, and we don't have a lot on, on a lot of picks in this draft, anyways. Uh, Remember when that Doug was trading up to get draft picks in the weakest draft last year? Oh gosh, or or let alone trade it down to to uh, pick. Uh, I can't even think of his name, Nikolai Goldobin. Yep. So, uh, Nason yeah. on Lucci Chid on Ferraro. That's back-to-back games. He had the same hit, same player, same everything. Something's got to change. Can't let a guy do that. Luckily, Mario didn't get hurt. Completely mm-hmm. agree. Yep. Um, I'll agree with you. Yeah. Uh, welcome those of you who finished watching Brody and Curtis to Teal Town After Dark. Uh, we appreciate your support all the time. So do us a favor. Hit, hit that like. We only got 12 likes. Come on, people. Let's make that happen. You got forty-one watching. Let's come on. Let's let's get that up to twenty. I think that's the amount of, you know. Oh, and Mueller. That's it. Mueller two in twenty thirteen. Let let's let's get that to twenty likes, people. Let's go. So. Um. So yeah, there's not much to to really talk about this one. You had, the, the your two goal scorers or the, are probably your two guys that you, you pay the most for that aren't hurt. EK65 and Brent Burns. So you, you'll give them credit on that. Uh, Burns with his 12th, Carlson with his 6th. Um, you know, again, like we, we mentioned, I think we're going into the night, I think the Sharks were like 71% on the penalty kill since Pavs made his return. I don't know what Pavs did uh, to the Sharks' penalty kill while he was gone uh, when he came back, but that's just messed up, Pavs. Uh, you, you don't have to do that, you know. So, I, I think in many ways, like if if the deeper this, you know, that the hole is for the Sharks, maybe the tendency for the, I don't want to say for the All Stars, but for the first, or maybe for some of the players, just to essentially just ride it out, not pull it, the full, you know, full effort every game. Um, you might see some real sloppy play from the Sharks, more sloppy than usual. Um, maybe, maybe we're already seeing that. Yeah, and and that's the that's the tough part is is that, and I'll say this again. I hate to sound like a, a, a record player, but they were in this game. Five minutes into the second period, they were down by just one. You saw them carrying the pressure, and it just went to crap. And then we take we see all these stupid penalties. Were they all legitimate ones? That remains to be seen. But nevertheless, you got to stop it. And lately, you haven't been stopping it. And that's the tough part. That's uh, wasn't wasn't there a shot that hit off the post, or it looked like it got pretty close? 
something like it, it was pretty close. I think it was the Burns one when he was coming down, uh, and uh, I think he was trying to cut back on his uh, shot. So, yep, yep, yep. And uh, let's see, Georgie, uh, realistically, how many draft picks can the Sharks get this year? Are they going for Georgiev? That remains to be seen. If you go for Georgiev, that means you're going to have to send somebody back uh, the other way, and who knows who else. I mean, do you do you send it send it to Dylan? Do you do you retain salary for Dylan? Do you send a pick with Dylan to get something back for to get Georgiev back or to get something back? That remains to be seen. And you are now two weeks away from the trade deadline. You know, something's got to give. You know, if if you if you do sit back, like you said, Al, if you do sit back and everything, and you get no additional picks, you get you don't get to go to the playoffs, and then you you let Ottawa get like a top ten pick because honestly, let's be real, it's gonna happen. Top ten picks. <laughs> yeah. You know. It's an absolute nightmare and disaster. So, yeah, um, this season has been the worst case scenario for the Sharks. Um, some of it we could have saw a lot coming. Um, um, for death is definitely an issue, but uh, I definitely see how the Sharks are going to climb out of it in any trade possible. If you just look at how the cap is working against him. Brent Burns is, I would say if you're looking at the, the big contributors, like Velasic, no movement clause, I believe Brent Burns has a new movement clause. A three team, no trade. He, he has no a list trade. of three teams. Yeah. But, um, you know, Eric Carlson, no movement clause. Um, I believe Jones has a no movement clause too. He's got a, He's also got a three team no no trade. But still, like it's extremely difficult to find, you know, partners when you have that type of exceptions to that. Um, it's tough. Yeah. Um, I I definitely think you can re you can you can retool around these current players, um, but. You know, Burns is probably the most likely to be moved. Depending on where is the question. Yeah, and, and that's the thing in, in Georgia. I'm I'm, so, I'm hoping I'm saying your name right, and I'm apologies I don't. If it is really deep draft this year, the Sharks should go for one first rounder or, or for example, three second rounders. Yeah, I mean the, it's a possibility you can go after that uh, with what you have. I mean. Do you create a market for Brendan Dillon? Do you create a market for Milker Carlson? Heck, do you create a market for Joe Thornton? Maybe Stefan Nason. As much as I would like for him to be here, he's also UFA at the end of the year. Do you see if somebody wants to take a, a swing at, at a, a long-term contract? I mean, my goodness. If you could get some of these guys off the season, that'd be great. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to Joe Thornton, if there's a trade that that's works out, I think Doug Wilson would probably go to Joe Thurman and be like, "Hey, we have this ready to go. If you want to tri- be traded, it's up to you." Yep. 
it's entirely up to him. Um, but mm, I don't think it's ever going to happen. Uh, I think the Ray Bork thing would probably be the last time we'll ever see that. Yep. Uh, AJ, we well, I completely agree with you the, this whole time. Said a lot this season. DW overrated the youth and expected too much from the guys who hadn't played in an NHL game. And for that matter, guys who had successful seasons last season to repeat their success this season. He's looking at uh, Timo Meyer, for example. Yep. Uh, Kevin LeBanc. I don't know. I'm still not. I was still not sold on Timo. I thought. So, Timo is the big question. What you do about him? Because in a couple of years, that ten million dollar kick in. Um. So I think he might be another one you might float, see what you might get, but that's another one you you, you try to build around Timo just to see he's young, he's been in the system for a while, but at this point, if your main goal is to rebuild for next year you're probably going to keep 90 percent of the people on this team and that's going to piss off a lot of sharks fans well and that's the problem is that where are you going to get these guys to replace them with if if jumbo and and patty aren't coming back or at least that's not your plan who are you going to have here if something that's not here with the barracuda right now there's if they were here right now with the barracuda if they were here right now with the barracuda there's no reason they weren't here opening night or you're, you're not needing to sign Patrick Marlowe. You're not yeah. packing. You're not picking up Stefan Nason off of waivers. So, but yeah, if you give up on Timo and LeBanc, that sends more shockwaves. And if that's the case, you better get a boatload for giving up the, essentially the future already. Yeah. So, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know what you do, but you 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 have to really look at Vlasic, Brent Burns, and then start from there. Um, I know there's been a, there was a lot of talk in the off season um, about him, you know, going going back to Montreal in the off season, and Montreal was a big player during the off season. They're definitely one of the big you know, weaknesses is their defensive core. Yeah, they just lost Shea Weber, and I don't think they're much of a playoff contender, but if they're in the buyer market, maybe you might be able to get through that uh, three-team no-moving clause. Yep. Yep. And, and uh, AJ saying Timo's only 23. You definitely play out his short contract. If he doesn't work out, bounce back, his contract is quite movable. It is, and then down the road... You know, that cap will go up if you believe hockey trick that might get to 100 mil by, you know, in like four or five years, especially once uh, the sockeyes or the Kraken come to town. That's true. But in that last year, his cap goes, his contract goes up to 10 million. Yep. And that's tough. So oh. I don't think he's worth a $10 million contract. He's definitely not that. But, you know, that's that's a couple of years from now. For sure. Chaz Malmberg, uh, congrats on your team's victory tonight, and thanks for watching. We appreciate it. Tell your friends. We appreciate this. We do this after every single game. So thank you for enjoying the, enjoying us uh, sulk in the Sharks' loss here. 
Uh, let's enjoy in some other uh, uh, scores, shall we? Who won? Who lost? Have the goddamn common courtesy to give him a reach around. Laurel, that's for you, hon. Uh, Coyotes, the Desert Dogs beat the Canadians 3-2. to two. Yes, Ilya Kovalchuk didn't score a point tonight for Montreal, which is a surprise lately. Uh, Florida, who will be uh, coming to the Shark Tank next week, lose 4-1 to one to the Philadelphia Flyers this evening. Uh, Bobrovsky having, you know, up and down, even though the Panthers are, are uh, fighting for a playoff spot. Uh, the Islanders 5-3 over the Capitals. Uh, they definitely did not. Uh, uh, they did not get to celebrate any Alex Ovechkin goals. He's still at 6.98 on this one. Uh, uh, was it Anna Kendrick's future boyfriend Anthony Villiers? Two goals on the night, though. Uh, Tampa wins in overtime, two to one over the Blue Jackets. Uh, Merskalainen's was in net. In uh, Nikita Kucherov with both goals uh, in that one for Tampa Bay. The Vancouver Canucks, that's right, the Vancouver Canucks uh, beat the Predators 6-2 in this one. Vancouver now at 67 points in the, and sitting on top in the first place in the Pacific. And the Sharks uh, lose 6-2 in that one. That's That's your... Quick uh, reach around on the evening for that. Uh, so, yep. So, where def- are we at? Where are we at on the standings? Oh dear God! Really? Well, uh, Anaheim killing, killing me softly. That's right. Uh, I I'll spare you the karaoke singing. That's that's for the end of the season party. Uh, in the in the West, you have St. Louis, Colorado, and Dallas. In the, the top three of the Central, Vancouver leads by three points over Edmonton. Uh, in the Pacific, Vegas is tied with uh, Edmonton, but they played two more games. Calgary right now holds the, the first wild card spot uh, by a scotch just because they played two more games uh, than Edmonton. Winnipeg holds down the second one. Arizona is just a point back of Winnipeg for that second spot. And then it goes down there uh, from there. The Sharks now at 52 points in the campaign. They sit currently just 11 points out of a playoff spot. Anaheim's been on a, on a quick run there. So that will be it for that one. But you have Arizona at 63, Nashville 59, Minnesota 58, Chicago 58, Anaheim 53, San Jose 52. So uh, it's a, it's a tough one. To take tonight, so yeah, it, it, it's tough. A, a win tonight, and you could start maybe thinking, just thinking. You're telling me there is a chance, but uh, the Pacific. It's unfortunate that there will be no California teams going to the playoffs. But the Pacific, you know, uh, as much as people are saying that it's weak, it's definitely going to be competitive coming down the stretch. And Arizona might not make it the way things are looking. Uh, to quote Hockey Jerk, you hate to see it. And uh, mm-hmm, yeah. his, uh, <laughs> his yotes, uh, that, that's not good. That's not good at all. But think about it. Arizona's at 63. They're on the outside looking in. They're only four points back uh, to leading the division. So, so 
yep, that's a di- that's a different one there. Uh, so the Sharks, they enjoyed their one-game homestand. Now they go back on the road for a couple to uh, take on supposedly my two favorite teams, Minnie and Winnie. They start in Winnipeg on Valentine's Day. Who, who schedules a Valentine's Day game? I mean, come on. Nothing says I love you like going to Winnipeg, Manitoba, right? Am I right, people? Yep. Uh, that's a 4 o'clock start, uh, and we'll be back with you following that. And then the following day, the 15th, they will take on the Minnesota Wild at 2 p.m. Uh, so uh, the Pacific is we county teams. How many East teams would be at the top of the Pacific Division? Yeah, well, it would be nice if, if they played Detroit all the time too, right? Am I right? <laughs> Am I right? Even, wait, what am I saying? We get shut out by Detroit. So what are we talking about? And uh, Detroit's been playing a lot better, too. Yeah, so. well, yeah. exactly. So, uh, yeah, the land that Wi-Fi forgot. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what do you expect for Friday in Winnipeg besides a bunch of chocolate heart uh, heart boxes? Hopefully, um, Wi-Fi. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll stop with that. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I definitely expect Jones to be in that. I think it's been the last four games for Dell. So, de- as much as I hate to say it, it's, it's Jones' time in that. Um, I don't know if it's an audition for another team. Um, see if you can float out that, but Dell is probably the most likely to be moved. Um, but at this point, you're really not playing for playoffs. You're playing for more just consistency at this point. Um, and milestones potentially. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's left for Marlowe at this point or what's reachable. Uh, but I know for Thorin, there's a, there's some he could possibly reach, but you know, the sharks really need to go on a six to seven game stretch. And you're really hoping that this was the start of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Tyler, I mean, Winnipeg is only 350 miles from experiencing Regina on Valentine's Day. <laughs> yep. We yeah. went there on Valentine's Day. Yes. Jerry F's adding the no trade capital of the world. Hey, now for sure. All right. Well, with that, we will close this out. This edition on Teal Town After Dark. I was like, I'm never coming back again. I I took I, I took four months off, and this is what I come back to. I have to deal with a guy who's got two black eyes and, and a big old bump on his forehead, and the and the Sharks losing by four goals. Oh, I know. How am I going to explain that? <laughs> <laughs> but Al, it is great to see you. Glad you're doing all right. Uh, your final thoughts and where the people can find you. Look, it's been a rough season. Um, I think everyone would agree on that. Um, final thoughts, really. It's not really Jones or Dell's fault. It's more or less the defensive miscues. And unless something dramatically happens, don't play the goaltenders. This is a symptom of something larger. But you can find me on Twitter at Al Marnay. I always talk sharks. And I'll see you sometime sooner than three months. I, I hope the last so. Time, yeah, I think the last time I was on, it was Montreal. And we won. But I feel such a distant memory that I don't know what a sharks win anymore. It's, <laughs> yeah. Right? I know. Uh, 
In case you missed anything and you want to watch this again, check us out at tealtownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher. I, I might, might say the podcast podcast version is, uh, you know, twice as good looking because I'm not right now. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, SoundCloud, uh, Spotify. Tune Don't in. go near Apple. Yeah, right. Uh, no, no kidding, right? Uh, iHeartRadio, you name it, you love it. And always at tealtownusa.com. Yes, folks, it's February. Don't go anywhere near a poll. I'm at PuckGuy14 on the Twitter and Instagram. We'll be back with you on Valentine's Day following Sharks and Jets, the finale to the West Side Story series. Oh boy, can can we can we pull this one out? Can we have a nice weekend? We're back to back wins, and of course, uh, we'll be out. We'll be back. Uh, so, we appreciate you watching and everything. Make sure you hit that subscribe button down below. We'll check out all our content. Hit us, hit that thumbs up if you haven't. Thank you to the twenty four who liked us. Thank you to the over the f almost forty people watching, and to the nearly nineteen hundred thirty five subscribers. Thank you so much. We appreciate you all the time. With that, the conversation continues on Discord. And until Friday night, keep it real, keep it teal, keep it real teal. Have a great night, everyone. We will see you Friday.